Hey guys, welcome to the Insiders of Omaha podcast. I'm Christian Morrison. This is Tyson Compton. We're excited to bring this to you. Thanks for watching, viewing, and subscribing. Hey, Insiders of Omaha is a one-of-a-kind podcast here in Omaha, bringing you an inside look of the movers and shakers in Omaha and what they're like and how they think so you can learn from them as well as get to know them and have a personal time that you usually don't get an opportunity to have. And we look forward to you guys listening. Heck yeah, let's go. Boom. I'm rolling. All right. Well, uh, quick rundown here, uh, getting started. Uh, Cyrus, you want to kind of tell us what's going on and you, who you are, what, is, what you're about uh, for all of our listeners out there? Yeah. Um, Cyrus Jaffrey, thanks for having me, man. Yep. Um, pleasure to be here. Um, so, yeah, Cyrus Jaffrey, I'm in the insured tech industry. Um, so uh, what we basically do is um, I started with just an insurance company 10 years ago, insurance agency over at a big, big firm. And come to find out about six years into it, and you know, to build a legacy and do some cool things, you couldn't do that because you're kind of in a box. So we left six years ago. Um, now we basically have an insurance firm to have our own agency, and then we also go to big real estate, mortgage, and then tech companies across the country and open up insurance operations for them in a joint venture capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also built a tech platform that's going to help with the conversion of those leads potentially, uh, uh, basically quoting uh, somebody from uh, start to finish in 60 seconds versus two to three hours mm-hmm. that it takes right now mm-hmm. in our world. So mm-hmm. fixing the tech world and then also the joint venture relationships with mortgage and real estate companies across the country. Spin off of that, you said that I never, never heard about the tech part. Yeah. Is that something you started? Is that like a white label that you use or? No, we, we started it. So we, so, so, so what happened was three, three and a half years ago when I came on this channel, uh, insurance industry as a whole, man, it's very, very behind okay. when it comes to technology, very behind. Um, just because an average insurance agent is 62 years old. So what's happening really? is, yep. I believe that. So, 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 <laughs> so, so, that. so what's happening right now is a lot of these people are coming in and, um, newer per people are coming into our, in, to our, to our tech world on the, on the insurance world. And they're saying, why does this not exist? Well, cause like, a 62-year-old, a 50-year-old is not going to be innovative and right. come up with new solutions because they're just cashing their checks. Right. You know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the worst part about insurance, honestly, as you age into it, is that it's a renewal. Mm-hmm. So, like, people get more complacent. complacent. Mm-hmm. The best part about insurance is that it's renewal if you <laughs> use it in the right, you know, renewal meaning that you get paid no matter what, right? When right. you have a client, you just get paid on it every six months, every year. But that's why there are so many insurance people, 95% of insurance agents that are just collecting their checks after unit for five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. They make decent money. And when you make decent money, it's almost like cancer when you're, when you're at that average, uh, you're making good money, you're chilling, you're like, do I need to go to work? Do I need to do this? No, because they're making, right? So, so, so people like us that are, that are in this, that are to come in at a very young age, uh, we're like, why does this not exist? So two and a half, three years ago, I, when we started, I was like, why is it taking my guys two and a half hours to quote a person? Why do I got to go to this place, then this place, then this place, and then call the client back two days later and quote them? Like that's our industry. Yeah. So I'm like, there's gotta be a different way to do this. So we searched and we searched and we searched and we couldn't find one place. And I was like, now at that time, it was just my agency. Now I own 10 agencies. Plus we have 31 people in our organization that have their own agencies. So we have almost 50, whatever, 45, I believe it is today, agencies that are inside of our brokerage that have hanged their license with us. And all those people have the same problems and I had the same problems. Yeah. So I said, okay, there's gotta be a way to fix this, fix this problem. So we started digging into it a little bit. Never, nothing existed. Some, some things did exist, but it didn't do what we wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to hire a hundred people to be able to do all these quotes because I don't want to babysit a hundred people. Yeah. I was like, there's gotta be a tech is going to solve this, solve this thing because then I can quote it in 60 seconds. That was the idea two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how hard it was to build a tech platform to be able to do this, right? Because there's a lot of specifics that goes into it. You got to have the right developers and the right team and money that we didn't have. Because in insurance, you don't have a lot of money right away. Right. You kind of five, 10 years is where you make decent money. But the first three years are brutal Hmm. because you zero dollars, man. So when I left my big firm, I had, I had had probably 3000 clients. I went down to zero the next day. So I had to start from scratch again. So Hmm. we didn't have any money. We wanted to fix this problem. Uh, but we had a vision, we needed to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So we slowly worked on it. Now we're finally at a place to where, uh, literally launched, um, on Friday, uh, with the beta test with our own agency to where I can go in. (laughs) Thanks man. Um, I can go in, put in Cyrus Jaffrey, and then my address. Um, as soon as I put that in all my house information pops up, my wife's information pops up, my vehicles pop up. Boom! You can you have a quote in thirty seconds. Dude, that's a big deal. That's very yeah, disruptive. That's crazy. Yeah. So and then we're, we're going to white label. That didn't it. exist. 
It didn't, and like, it didn't exist, honestly, because there was, so, so what happened five years ago was people found out, oh my gosh, insur insurance is awesome. Before that, dude, nobody cared about insurance. Insurance was this boring, right. basically, thing that nobody wanted to talk about. But a lot of tech people came in and said, we go direct to consumer. So they wanted to go direct to consumer and basically just do, hey, I'm going to go Tyson, I'm going to get Tyson to go online, get a quote, mm -hmm, bind it, mm -hmm. boom, done. Within 60 seconds with one company. So it does exist Got with it. one company, your, your State Farms, American Family, Farmers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Progressive, and Geico. Like you can do that pretty quick. You can't do it with 10 to 15 different carriers That's within, 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 within one. So for that. us, it's going to hit a channel, and then it's going to hit 10 carriers, and it's going to pop up at so least So you'll be able to see to what you want to pick out of all of them right away. A hundred percent. And we still believe in those. So I still, so all these tech people five years ago that came in, have the same idea, but they don't believe in the agency part of it, right? Right. So they're like, Tyson can go and get the cheapest thing, right? If a claim happens, Tyson's gonna be really mad because he didn't get X, Y, and Z that you really need to get. Kind of like the Geico mentality, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. go get the cheapest insurance potentially, you're gonna go with them when a claim happens, you're gonna hate Geico or this other company, and you're gonna go find an agent that educates you. Or like, okay, if, I, if you don't have, Here's how, how sad it is. There are insurance companies online that you could go buy an insurance that doesn't even have hail coverage for your home in the state of Nebraska. Yeah. 99% yeah. of claims in the state of Nebraska is hail, but people don't know what they're buying. They're just finding the cheap thing online. There's no education. So we truly believe in the agency model. And a lot of these tech companies believe in the tech model, right? Because they're tech people. Makes sense. We're insurance yeah. people solving an insurance tech problem. Mm -hmm. They're tech people solving a money problem because they're making a lot of money through direct to consumer. Yeah. So anyway, so our model is really going to be, we don't want them to bind. A notification goes to an agent. The agent calls them right away, educates them on what they should buy. And then the agent binds the policy so they can have the relationship because we want to keep them for seven to 10 years. So yeah, we don't awesome. want to just keep them for a year like these companies are going to. Because yeah. if you don't have a relationship with somebody, you find something better, you're going to yep. move. You're going to dip. Because as you, soon as you get a claim, you're going to dip because you, you didn't have everything. 100%. You so, so that's the tech piece that we have been, we've been that's trying awesome, to sell. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. legit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Man, well, one thing I've always one you've always been a problem solver. You've, I, ever since I've known you, it's always been impressive to see how quickly you move and pivot. Um, and how, and so that's just a test. Like, hey, you see a problem, we gotta try to find a, identify a solution, right? Um, a question you mentioned earlier, you brought up, um, you know, went from the big box insurance uh, provider going on your own, and you said we. What did that look like the first couple of days out of that, mm. out of the gate? Yeah. Who went with you? It was like a Jerry Maguire moment. I'm taking the, I'm taking the fishbowl, and who's coming with me? And I was like, uh -huh. ah, you know, uh, no one comes. <laughs> no one comes. Um, man, that, that was a pretty hard time in my life. Yeah. I wouldn't lie about it. You know, yeah. at first when I came, I'm like I got this. I'm, a, I'm strong. I get, you know, like it hurts, man. It yeah. hurts. You know, you're making, seven hundred fifty, eight hundred thousand was our revenue. Dude, and like that just comes to me and pay the payroll. Like the rest of it is pretty much gravy. Like I yeah. could have been that insurance person chilling for yeah. the rest of my life that yeah. a lot of people are complacent. And I know a lot of them yeah. and I'm friends with them. Like I have no issues with them, right? Yeah. But for me, man, like I, my son was born mm -hmm. and he was two months old. When he was born, you guys know, like I had a daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And like, it's weird because a daughter versus a son or whatever. When my son was born, something clicked. And I'm like, man, like, I, I, what's this guy going to do? Because my daughter will be fine. She's super smart. My son needs a little bit of help. So I, need to, I, need to, I need to guide him a little bit. So uh, I was like, I got to get, and it was a legacy piece. When you, something yeah, about yeah. a son, I guess, right? So I was like, um, I was really joking though. My son's great. But my, dude, the legacy thing, it just kind of kicked for me. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, there's got to be a move. So when we left, man, it was really tough, but we knew we had to do it. We knew we had to mm -hmm. do it. And um, we knew we were gonna impact a lot more people than okay. we were gonna impact, right? Yeah. So for me, it came into, man, I just couldn't impact that many people. And 3,000 clients we had, my last two years of being in that firm, I didn't grow by more than 100,000 in our world. We do 150,000 a week now. Oh, and my wow. last year, I didn't grow as a whole organization by more than 100,000. Now we do that over that a week. Wow. So the difference between Amazing. where we come from and where we are now, <laughs> and basically opening up your mind and being creative and innovative and solving a problem. So, but I would say it was extremely tough, man. I remember my wife, that was the hardest thing was telling my wife, because for me, because before when you don't have kids, like 
you could do whatever you want in this totally. world, man. Like you're like, you know what? I could live off of rice and beans. No man. consequences, I'm, really. No consequence whatsoever. I was I was from Afghanistan. I grew up on like nothing, right? Yeah. So like for me, rice and beans is what I grew up on. It's gonna cost me two dollars to have lunch and two dollars yeah. to have dinner. Like I don't need. I can live with my mom's basement. Like I don't. It's no issue. Totally. When you have kids. That's completely different Changes now. Like game. you, so so it was a lot tougher. This one was a really really tough, and I'm glad you asked this question. And the toughest part was telling my wife, like, "Hey, like I'm moving. I want to do this. You got my back." Yeah, and and at first, it's really hard for her because her dad was was an agent for this company mm -hmm. for 30 years. Mm -hmm. This company took her all over the world, mm -hmm. from Hawaii to Netherlands to Germany mm -hmm. to to Europe to like all these cool places. So like she's like, "This is what I grew up on. This mm -hmm. is she imagined us mm -hmm. being there." Having all the success we were having there. You guys are already chilling like, though. You're already yeah. chilling, you're making good money. Sure. What the hell are you thinking, dude? I was 28 and chilling. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, for a great lot of point. People, Seriously. You know? Great point. It really yeah, is, yeah. you know. So um, so anyways, so 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 it was tough. I remember my wife was like, you know what? Like, if that's what you gotta do, right? I mean, that's what you gotta do. Some but faith. but one thing you gotta promise me is that you'll never be home past four thirty. Wow. That's she goes, a tough you, call, could, dude. you could do it. It's tough to do. You could do it. You'll never work on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. And you will never work. You'll never work past four thirty. This is why and you never I have. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it. I've seen. I maybe have seen five o'clock in the office Dude. a couple of times in the last three and a half four years. But so you you have to master your your schedule. You probably you, have time management is top priority. Like honestly, you go hard from eight to four. You go hard from well, seven to four. 30, I right? would say better than that is I found people. Dude. Yeah. Right. I found people Good instead point. of me. I've got the right people wow. have to, yeah. in the right seats because I haven't written a policy in two and a half years. I right. got, honestly, yeah. my buddy called me. <laughs> he called me on Saturday because, dude, my wife got in a really bad car accident. We're right here on the road. Like, I really need ID cards because these ones expired. I was like, I had my laptop, but I, really, I usually don't. I had it because I had to check something. He don't even know how to get didn't it to know him. how to go get his ID cards. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea how. Yeah. So I called Maggie, who's our who runs our operation. Maggie's like, I was like, she goes, the first question she goes, how long did it take you to figure this out? I was like, I haven't figured it out. It's been a, it's been an hour. <laughs> Can you? She literally clicked on two buttons. It's and over. It, it's yeah. over at then. So I remember, man, staying up till ten o'clock at night. I would go to work at, at at. I would still take my kids stuff in the morning. I'd go to work about eight ish. And I'd be leaving at 4.30, put the kids to bed at about 7 o'clock, yep. and I'd be working till midnight on a laptop while my wife was watching. I remember we watched a lot of, like, American Idol yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. Bachelors. Mm -hmm. And I was just on the laptop, man. I was grinding that yeah. first year. Yeah. So it was a lot of work. And as far as how many people came with me, we at one point we had, like, 10 people. And when we knew we were leaving, we kind of so, – so, so there was a trigger, which was my, my son – there's got, always got to be a trigger when making a big decision, right? It just it doesn't doesn't just happen. Yeah. So my, my son was a trigger, but we've been planning on it for a couple of years, I would say. We started branding CJ, 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 even when we were at this company, because we knew it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know when. Yeah. I was just waiting for God to pretty much tell me, mm -hmm. son, it's mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. right, right. And go. And and it was it was at that time. So, so out of 10 people, honestly, man, three of them. Is really my brother who's actually going to own a piece of everything I've I've owned starting June sixth because he'll be twenty five. He's been with me since he was sixteen, wow, nine years. Awesome, he runs dude. my operation, so so he was with me. And then our operation person, which will get ownership in the company sooner than later, all of it because they have pretty much just like ran with it, man. Dude, they've done and a kind of built this. That's whole amazing, thing. dude. How much? I mean, how much content do you have with that? Are you guys talking every day, all day? Those two guys are they are they pretty much really self sufficient, or what kind of role do you play? Um, yeah, so my role now is a lot of this, man, honestly. Yeah. A lot of this and a lot of tech stuff and a lot of my my role is pretty much to make everybody's job easier yeah. in 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 our in our in our in our company. Mm -hmm. Um I don't want these guys to quote for 2 to 3 hours, which right. was the biggest thing. I couldn't imagine yeah. doing that myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wasn't doing it. I was taking shortcuts. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, okay, like when I was doing quoting, because I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I don't have two to three hours. I got to yeah. make money yeah. and I got to feed. I got other people that depend on me yeah. to pay the bills and to pay their, because I we came with zero dollars, right? Yeah. We did no money. <clears throat> so I just went to one company and if it hit, I sold it. If I if it didn't, then I went to, but I don't want my guys to do that yeah. because then all these companies require certain production, certain quotes. And if you don't do that, they don't like that. So like I was basically, so now I'm telling my guys, guys, you have to quote four or five different companies every time. And I was like, I just couldn't do it. So, um, so, so I was taking the lazy, I was being lazy more, but I, I was being smart also. Cause if it hit, 
It was a reputable company. I was able to close, 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 so I can pay the bills because that's yeah. all we wanted to do that yeah. first year. So as far as what they're doing now, man, Bobby runs the whole sales department. So that's we awesome. have is that your brother, um, Bobby? Bobby, yep. Bobby's yeah. my brother. He younger, right? Our whole, yep, younger, yep. And he's dude, sharpest kid I know, man. He runs all of our meetings, all of our everything that comes to sales. Everybody goes to him for. Any question. And he's, he's learned he's, a he's learned the hard way. I mean well, he's, he's learned by on the trial by fire. To right? be in the insurance for eight or nine years at that young age, because you just grasp things a lot faster when you're younger, right? Mm -hmm. Dude. And also to be with a company like us. <clears throat> we're dude, we're 30th in the country when we left this box insurance company that was twenty-two thousand agents. So like we were in Joe Schmoes. We were like the top of the top of the top, right? So for him to be there and then to be where we're at now. And to, to travel with me through this, it's like an insurance age. Made, he's probably been, it's like 30 years in insurance based on just basically how fast we or have longer. gone and grown yeah. or longer. Yeah. So like he's mastered it all. So he does that. And then on operations, cause like, I don't, I don't know how to deal with claims, like any of that stuff. Like Maggie is like the goat, dude. She just like, she's just very personable. She runs her old team. There's about eight people under her mm -hmm. and there's about 20 people under Bobby. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, so they kind of handle the departments, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, on the totally. sales and service side. Do you feel like that was like almost a godsend for them to be in your life, or did you have to go out and search for them? Or, or you know, how that how that yeah. how to find that kind of great talent? Yeah, Bobby just obviously came to me because yeah. he was he was just my brother. brother I'm like, yeah. hey, come make some cold calls. That's kind of how it started. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he made some cold calls. He was not good, man. He was not good till till we left. Like he was. He was okay, but he didn't meet his, but he was only, I keep forgetting, he was like 17, 18 years old, you know? <laughs> I couldn't imagine what I was doing oh at 17, 18 years old, and I was expecting this guy to do this and this, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, man, Maggie is a godsend, and she she just, she is like, I mean, honestly, in my, the way I see it, man, God has a lot to do with a lot of success I've had, or, or any success that I've had, and I would say, man, God put people into your life mm -hmm. in certain times, yeah. right? And, and some good, some bad. Totally. And it's always to test you. And mm -hmm. these people push you to become better. It's my wife. It's my mm -hmm. kids. It's you, man, that I've had a good relationship with. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and God put this person, mm -hmm. man, Maggie and Bobby, both in my in my life because mm -hmm. they make me better every day, man. That's they awesome. really do. Well, I'll, I'll just... Dude, I think it's such, such an, a breath of fresh air. Um, I just had a conversation with a friend there uh, today. Uh, about having, you know, you are the five people you surround yourself with or, you know, who you're continuously around. And, you know, it's so impressive how you talk about others, Cyrus. Yeah. I would just commend you so much on the humility you have. Um, you don't ever take things too seriously to the point where it rubs your own way. You take it super neutrally yeah. where you take it and you can run with it and, and, then, and then morph it into what you can use as as fuel, as incentive, or as like uh, correction, or, or or you discard it. Right. You know what I mean? So I just I really I think that's just Thanks, such man. a beautiful thing to watch and witness as a friend of, from afar at times as well as clip close and uh, I commend you. I mean that's super Thank awesome, you, man. man. Really appreciate. Yeah, it. really appreciate. You were talking about um, so you you're from Afghanistan. Yeah. When I first met you, I thought you were Hispanic. I yeah. saw this. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I saw this billboard on this car, golf course. I'm like, who's this Cyrus Joffrey guy? Yeah. And I was like, and I'm like, he's on these billboards on, on yeah, my golf funny. cart. And I then somebody was like, hey, you need to meet this Cyrus Joffrey. I go, yeah. oh, I saw his. I thought yeah. I saw his ad at Deer Creek. Yeah. And then we met on a snowy, snowy day. John Major. John yeah. Major made yeah. a contact, and you know yeah. you we you know and there's nobody in this coffee shop, and then. Yeah started hitting it off and then I you know I found out you're, you're from Afghanistan like my military background I was like whoa what a wonderful what a right. crazy story so you you know kind of tell us what that was like and how you got yeah. to the United States very cool um yeah man I mean I think you know kind of we can relate a little bit because you've been there yeah and you understand how hard it is again dude God puts people yeah into, into into different places man and connects them in different ways uh and it's pretty pretty cool uh how he does that but yeah, I mean, I was born in Afghanistan. I was two two years old when our house got bombed. The Taliban came to mm -hmm. invade Afghanistan in the early 90, 90, 1990s. And dude, I remember my, when I was getting bombed. My mom kind of grabbed me and my me and my brother, and and we basically went about two weeks, um, basically walking over like dead bomb. My mom did. I, mean, I don't remember any of this. Obviously, <clears throat> she tells me this, and I'm writing a book about this whole journey, walking over dead bodies and and hiding out during the day and walking at Jeez. night to basically Going get to this place yeah. um, to where there's a helicopter that comes in and my dad paid $50,000 to basically get into this helicopter and uh, kind of take you over to Pakistan where to it's, a, a it's a border country, yep, to be a, to be a refugee, to basically get away from the Taliban who are basically 
um, taken over and you couldn't, my mom couldn't obviously drive us there because mm-hmm. every, there's, there's literally these Taliban's with like rifles on the streets. Like yeah. there's no yeah. cars. That's like crazy. you can't so every go, shut, shutting down Absolutely. the traffic. Yeah. Cause they completely wanted to take over. And, and then we remember getting the helicopter and we, our helicopter goes up. There's five other helicopters that are right by us, right next to the Kabul river. Mm-hmm. And five out of those, uh, there were six helicopters. We were one, the five that were there were, they got hit. By um, RPG. They got, they got, yep, they, they, they got crap. hit and all five came in the Kabul River. They probably didn't, nobody made it out of those. And then ours got hit in the bottom, kind of spun, and then we were just. Wait a oh minute. So my, back we up. Just, so you, you got on it. You got, there was a, a fleet of. Uh, six helicopters. Six helicopters. Six helicopters. Five, five got shot one. down. Five, five got shot, shot down. down. And ours. While you're in the air. Uh, while we're in there. Right when we were going up, we see boom, 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 boom. My mom's like, because my mom said, I have a bad feeling about this. So we all kind of hold hands, my mom said, mm-hmm. and we all prayed that we're in this helicopter to say, God, please help us, mm-hmm. please save us. And then and the, and the, the guy that was riding the helicopter is like, lady, you're crazy. Get in the, get in the, get, get we got to go. Yeah. Yeah. We got to go. So she got in and the helicopter person gave my mom the money back. She goes, thank you for that prayer because you don't understand how important prayers are. Certain, So we didn't even pay because the guy gave us money back because we made it safe and the other Five oh. helicopters are in the Kabul River, and they obviously probably all didn't make it. Yeah, and so that's how we got to Pakistan, and then we basically just started um, trying. My my aunts and uncles live in live in the U.S. Mm-hmm. My so the first so in ni- 1980s, my uncle is a professor in Kabul University. They have a relationship with UNO, so there's a UNO Tom hmm. at UNO went over to Kabul University because they had like the reciprocity. So went over to Kabul, met my uncle, said, "Hey, why don't you come to UNO and teach?" So came to UNO and then my uncle and Tom bought all my cousins and uncles and, cu- and aunts that are my dad's side all over to to the, to, to to Omaha. Hmm. That's how we came here in the '80s. But my my dad said no. All my every one of my aunts and uncles are here except for my dad because my dad's like I'm good because he used to work for the for the U.S. military and he didn't want to he didn't want to leave. He's very yeah. stubborn. He's from there. He's a proud of where he's from yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. And he's like I don't want to go. And he never came. So we could easily came in the '80s and we didn't. So, and then we came back again, 2002, uh, we applied nine times as a refugee. Yeah. How long here. did it take you from refugee in Pakistan to here? Yeah. So nine, it's early nineties is when we got there. So I was so 1990, 1991, I would say. And we were there till 2002. So 10, 11 years. 2002. And guess what? So wow. we come to us. So obviously nine, nine, 11, September, yeah, 2011. Yeah. That's when we got accepted to come oh here. And we came here May of 2002. Oh, yeah. Oh my wow. Gosh. So May of 2002 as refugees, thick accent, no English yeah, whatsoever, walking into high school. Like these guys are from Afghanistan. And obviously kids don't, kids no. all they know is like Afghanistan bombed their country. Right. Yeah. So like we had the treatment, man. It was a rough first, uh, first year in, in, in Colorado. Um, but again, man, like it is what it is. Right. So, but 10 years in refugee camps. Refugee camps, apartments. So we moved okay, after okay. a while to an apartment, but we were in a refugee camp for about a year of that. Wow. Um, That's until crazy. We found, it took that long. An apart- apartment complex up to, wow. well, it took that long because they weren't really accepting. So we had to pay at that time. All my aunts and uncles in the U.S. pitched in. I think we had to pay 24000 U.S. dollars um, to basically get into this, like almost like a lottery place, right? Mm-hmm. Lottery okay. thing. Yep. And then from there, then you get accepted based on certain different criterias. Okay. So every time we would go, and we applied every time. So on the ninth time, every time you go, sorry, you didn't make it. Sorry, you didn't make it. And the ninth time. Like once like, a year? Yeah, once a like year. Once and then you're like, okay, you guys are ready now. And we're like, what? Cool. Right? And then we we ended up in, in Colorado. So that part you must remember because you were at that time 13? It was 13, 14 13, years old. 14? Absolutely. So, man, it was tough, man. Because yeah. like- I, I didn't know, like, dude, I didn't know what life was in the yeah. U.S. or any yeah. other places except for there. I was a happy kid, dude. I had a lot of friends. I played cricket for the national team. So, like, I was having a lot of friends. I loved Pakistan, man. It was like, and I had, like, a like a couple of girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we're chilling, dude. Like, well, I was living the dream. Like, yeah. I was like, why are we going? Like, As a I kid, cried. yeah, it was awesome. I cried for days when we came here, I, even months, because I didn't want to come. Mm. I'm like, I'm happy. I'm I have my own life. Then all we're going to school. Like, why? Was there Another ever a second disruption? when you're like, hey, I'm gonna stay with dad? Uh, no, because my dad lived in lived in lived in Jalalabad, Afghanistan. Oh yeah, so he was still. Yep, in he stayed. There. Oh, your he dad wasn't came. with you nope. this whole time. He never came. He never he's came. still there. He's still there. Wow. Yep, he's uh, okay. almost eighty years old, so he's a little <clears> older, and uh, he's still there, man. He's chilling, and um, I no, not really, man. Like I, my mom. I mean, we in our country, dude. Like 
you do what your parents say. Like I couldn't say, Mom, I'm staying. Like yeah, there was no, there was I'm, no I'm my talking. Kicked. Like no, yeah, yeah. no, somebody was nobody was fighting my, for dude, your case. Dude, my dad says, um, eat this, and it could be dirt. Like you, you eat, eat it. it. Like there, there's no ifs or buts. Like you just respected authority. You're a minute and, late, and your dude. Yeah. And my dad would be home three or four months out of the year, and in those three to four months, dude, if you're a minute late, if you didn't wake up on time, if you didn't have things ready, we had chores. Like if this is not done this way. It's a bad day. Can your dad come it's to my house? It's a bad day. Jeez. But dude, it's <laughs> one of the- your kids? <laughs> dude, it, it, it's in my book. One of my chapters in my book is what, what, what my dad taught me, and mm -hmm. it's uh, being responsible for your actions yeah. and uh, doing stuff right, mm -hmm. being on time. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I, dude, I take that, I never, I would never take that for granted. The things that my dad taught me, and even though it was a very harsh way of doing it, yeah, I've dude. taken it into my life now, man. It's one of the, one of the biggest reasons I would imagine that I am where I'm at is That's because some of the- some of the qualities that of my red, dad. Red, That's red, legit, yeah. dude. That's yeah. freaking awesome. Wow. So um, <laughs> you got three kids now. I'll get through here. Yep. Your yep. son and my daughter share a birthday. Uh, same age. We were yep. in the hospital with our wives at the same time. Yep. Did you know each other are, then? Huh? Did you know each other then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Our daughters, are, year, our daughters are pretty much. We went to F3 that morning. Yeah. It was yeah. a Friday morning. <laughs> we were at Worked F3 out before? at Kiewit, Kiewit, yeah, Kiewit yeah. Middle School, yeah. I remember. Like, hey, we're we went on a run and we're like, we're having babies. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Friday night or whatever yeah, it was. Happened. And we had, a, we had a baby. And our daughters are same age, pretty yeah. close. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. So talk to going back a little bit to some of your child rearing, you get into the United States and then you go to small town college, go to yep. Wesleyan University, yep. right? Uh, play sports, decided that you went there for soccer, ends up trying to play football at the end of it yep. all too, right? Yep. And then- Wesleyan in Oklahoma? No, no here. it's okay. here in There's uh, a Nebraska Lincoln, Wesleyan. Yep. Uh, Division three school. And then you get out of school and what, what, what led you down? Like, how'd you get into insurance? What, what was it? What was the draw to insurance? Yeah, yeah good question. Um, no, great question. Um, or what were your other options at the time that you were considering? Um, I mean, fresh out of college. So for me, man, like, so when I, like, so one thing that happened to me that was a little bit different than, than my brother, for example, my older brother, I had an older brother. So when you, when you go through getting bullied and all that stuff, like in high school, right? Like, cause we did, we got bullied all the time. Um, one thing that changed my life was soccer. So like I started playing soccer and I was really good at it. So I was like a, I was an all state starter. I was super state my senior year. So like soccer was the one that like kind of changed my life as mm -hmm. far as like, like it's funny because if you're good at something, like whether it's tech or golf or whatever, right? Like people like you. They don't give a crap. You fit right? into a certain crowd right You fit into yeah. a certain crowd. And like, then you have this like fraternity of friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and I would say soccer was a godsend for me, man. And that kind of changed my life and kind of brought me where I'm at. Um, because I started making friends and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to spend all my time into soccer. So I got really good at it, it got totally college scholarships and all mm -hmm. that stuff because I was like, I'm done getting bullied. I'm done getting made fun of. So I was like, so I made it a mission, man, to be the best soccer person in like in Omaha. Right. When I came, when I, when I moved here. So, so I would say, and then my brother on the other end, like he got bullied as well. And he just kind of, kind of, kind of went, went a different direction. He took it to heart. What just way too much for me. It was like, somebody said something. I'm pretty much like, whatever, dude, I'll just move on. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. for him, it was like, it, it just Personal. always stayed mm -hmm. inside of him and he just could never get away from it. And unfortunately, man, like it just took him to a different path in life, mm -hmm. you know? And unfortunately he's disabled now in my mom's basement. Uh, because of some certain life decisions and a Damn. big piece of it was what he had to go through in high school. And then afterwards, he just always, always like an outsider, mm -hmm. if that, that makes sucks, sense. Man. Right. So for me, and I was the other side of it. I'm like, you know, whatever, man, like, I don't even care what you say. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to so focus on soccer, mm -hmm. stayed with the friends and I became really popular. Uh, and I say that because it transitioned me over to college. Mm -hmm. And then right when I got out, so now I'm like, I have a lot of friends. I went to parties. So like, I was like, okay, so for me now, it's time when I got out of college to basically, what am I gonna do right out of yeah. college, right? Mm -hmm. So we're from Afghanistan. So our mom and dad wants us to be like either a doctor or an attorney, or you pretty much failed. Yeah, you yeah. failed your life, right? So like I, I tried to become a doctor because I took freshman classes, biology classes, and I just couldn't get up at seven in the morning. That was what class was. And I was like, dude, I can't, I can't do this, man. So like I failed biology. I'm like, all right, so it's not gonna be a doctor. And then the second thing was like an attorney. So I got my political science degree to be an attorney because I was like, I got to please my mom and dad. Yeah. And, um, and then it just wasn't for me. It was just something to kind of get a degree moved on. I said, now that I was like, okay, out of the house on my own, 
Um, I was like, I have a lot of friends. What do these friends need as far as, I was pretty smart. I was like, what are two or three things that everybody needs, right? I'm like, I need to make this a job to where it would just make my life so much easier. It, and I was like, what commercials do you see all the time? Because the commercials that you see are the more popular companies. So you're able to get a job with them mm. sure. and you built the credibility already because you have Great the consumer, yeah. right? Yeah, good point. Mm -hmm. So it's always like this, this insurance company that was always on. And then this um, uh, Wells Fargo was the bank. So I was like, those are the two. So I started applying at both of those places and uh, the insurance company said, no, it's the same insurance company that I became an agent later. They said, no, you do not. We, you're just young, like you have no experience. We don't want you. Um, and then the bank said, okay, you can start as a banker. So when became a banker, worked my way, worked my way up to a loan officer. Mm -hmm. And then I met my wife. Um, and then once I met my wife, I met her, her parents, I walked into their house and they were the same insurance company agent now that have denied me twice when I try to become an agent for them. <laughs> and I walk into their house. I'm like, dang, what do you do for a living? He goes, I'm an insurance agent. I'm like, for this company, I was like, yes, I've been trying to do that. Yeah. I've been trying to do that. Yeah. I'm going to try it again. This is why I love your you daughter. Know, this, this is why I love your daughter. <laughs> so I go a third, third time I apply and then I didn't get it again. And the fourth time I applied to become an agent for this company. And then I got to become an agent. So that's how I basically like got through where Transitioned, I'm at. Transitioned. Yeah. yeah. So you, I hear a common theme. You, your parent, your your mom applied nine times to get the United Correct. States. Correct. You tried four times yeah. to get into insurance. Yeah. And now that you're opening up your own insurance, bro, how many, and I'm assuming you have tried yeah. multiple times and different yeah. things and have not succeeded and you're continuing. Persistence, yeah. Where, where, where does that persistence yeah. come from? Like, where do you think it, that? It's funny. We're talking to VCs literally every day to raise some money for our tech firm and Everybody pretty much is like, no, 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 yeah. no. I'm exactly. like, bro, yeah. I'm used to this. Like, yeah. you ain't gonna, you <laughs> right. ain't gonna hurt me. You know, I gotta get to 20 no's, and I know there's gonna be a yes. So, for me, it again, it goes, it goes back to my mom on this one, man, because my mom was like, you know, when I start, when I like, my mom could have said like, okay, we're gonna stay in Afghanistan, we're gonna just stay in here. Our house got bombed. Let's go to my uh, my mom had a lot of a lot of uh, sisters as well that live there. Let's go to their house and just stay in this room and like not do anything, just like. They did. Like, yeah. A lot of people of, did that. A lot of I, people did that. My mom could have just done that, right? But my mom was a warrior, man. She's like, no, let's get the hell out of here, right? So let's find a way to get you mm -hmm. out of here. Because mm -hmm. if my mom wouldn't have done that, would have just given up, wow. said our house got bombed, let's just stay. Like, I would have probably been there still. Yeah. I don't know. Right, you probably. Know, I have no Playing idea, cricket. right? So my mom, yeah. so I think it goes back to my mom, man, because she pushed us, brought us to Afghanistan, to Pakistan. In Pakistan, we really didn't have a ton of success. We were just going to be just normal. And she wanted us to have a great life. She mm -hmm. goes, I'm going to keep trying. I'm gonna get you guys to the U.S. because all your cousins I see are having a great life, and mm. uh, and and she wanted us, so she kept trying and trying and trying. We came here, same thing. Like we would always go to my mom, and be like, "Mom, like, I don't have forty dollars to play soccer in high school because like so my coach had to pay, and she would go clean bathrooms and everything all the time to find us. So for me, man, it goes back down to, I think I think it's funny how like you saw you're it. growing up, you saw it all the time. Like, yeah. I saw it all the time, and you grow up in those things, right? There are some people that just grow up with money. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I'm not saying that's bad or because or, there's a lot of really good people that have done good things with that. And there's a lot of people I see, though, that come from nothing mm -hmm. are the ones that are actually have that fire inside of them that like, bro, I was dodging bullets, man. Like you ain't going to bring me down. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to just keep trying. But it's also like I keep going back to this, man. But like sometimes like there's something triggers in your mind and it's whether it's God speaking to you or it's just. I feel like every time I'm I'm going towards something, like it's somebody pushing me that way, and it's and, and I always see like a light in there, like it's either my mom, my dad, or or God's just saying, "Hey man, like go this direction, you're mm -hmm. gonna be just fine, right? <laughs> nice. And you're yeah. gonna run into some hurdles. Mm -hmm. I promise you're gonna run into some mm -hmm. hurdles, mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, don't give up, and you're gonna be you're gonna be just fine. So I do that, man. I if I if I really have my mind, this is what I want to do. I'm not one of those guys that just says, ah. Eh. It's just not meant to be. It's not meant to be. Like, so you, you don't know, second like, guess hardly at all. Not really, man. Not really. And I, that's where people make fun of me all the time at my office because they're like, "Here's another idea from Cyrus." Here's another because I always the idea guy, right? Like yeah. I'm like, guys, let's just try it. What's the worst that's gonna happen? But right? you, but there's people that have ideas and don't execute. Yeah. And you have ideas that's and worse. execute. But you execute on your ideas. I that's a big difference. I execute on them. And here's the thing, dude. Like we would have just been the normal insurance agency. Yep. But we're not. We're yeah. a lot different, right? Yeah. Like I'm sitting over here, like impacting people, yeah. talking about this. Totally, and guys, yeah. like, let's go. Yeah. You could do this if you're in the insurance world or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can do it. And like, I couldn't have done this if I was still just a complacent agent at that insurance company, right. chilling on my couch right yeah. now or playing golf at Top Golf. Like, mm -hmm. I'm here over here trying mm -hmm. to impact, and mm -hmm. um, it's different for me. So it drives from my mom. For so sure. you, Amazing. you. Uh, sorry, I've got just a thousand questions. And I'm the one, uh, but uh, 
You, how long have you been married now? I've been married, so 2015, so eight years. And for somebody that has a lot of, I, I don't know about you, but I'd assume you probably, with these ideas, you're probably talking about a lot out, out loud. I mean, how, <laughs> yeah. when you're, what's your wife like? What, what runs yeah. across her face when you're like just riffing? You know, you're like, Dude, oh, they're gonna do this. How, how does that it receive? Unfortunately, I don't talk to my wife a lot about okay. all these ideas. Okay. And, and for me, man, like I'm, when I get home, man, I'm dad mode, bro. Good. Like I, and, and I'm husband mode yeah. and like, and, and that's our biggest, like, you know, everybody has like, mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't have marriage issues by any means, but like, that's my biggest problem in our marriage right now is like, I need to be better at communicating some mm -hmm. of these things. Cause you would, she'd be like, yeah, let's go. Like, let's Dude, I'm hundred percent that way too, though. I'd right? say, yes, yeah. I keep my work at work. Right. And, and then sometimes she's like, so what are you even thinking about? And I'm like, I have a thousand freaking things. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about. You know, where do I start? Same, that's, and yeah. then I have so many things that I'm like. She's not gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. I have to explain all this, and I'm like, that's fine. It's right. good. We're good. Yeah, you know what wow. I mean. And then I'll bring up. I'll me and Tyson will be together. Yeah, we were together around our wives the other night. Me and her were going off on all this stuff. Right. And my wife was like, you haven't even mentioned half of those <laughs> yeah. things. To me. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah sorry. I just <laughs> it's just a time. different mode. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a totally different, different mode, different call. gear. I mean, it's a, it's honestly, I think there's some healthy pieces in that of the compartmentalization because mm. I don't feel like I could be as present if I didn't. Same, but I still struggle with it for me. Yes. Um. But so I guess that leads me to another question. Uh, obviously, she has a high level of trust. She wants more yeah. communication. She doesn't, you know, everything, 100%. but she kind of wants an idea. 100%. You know, what is something that you know? Would you say, you know, I, you know, I, I kind of think about the idea of like, I'd rather somebody have belief in me than be proud of me. Proud doesn't do me anything. But uh, if you believe 100%. in me, that's awesome. Mm, like, that's you know, I, I'm just trying to think. You know, yeah. from your standpoint, yeah. What maybe yeah. The, do you get from some of your support network? That's super yeah. kind of intrinsic. You know, that I can go back on that every time, Correct. you know. And maybe I don't share some of that stuff with my wife is because if she kind of is like, ah, because I just her opinion matters so much yes. than anybody else's. Yeah, that, get that like yeah. I don't want her to be like, man, that's a terrible idea. Right. And then I'd be like, and you second guess yourself. And I yeah. second guess myself. So like <laughs> Might there's, be a there's yeah, that's a great there's, point. There's that piece of it as well, mm -hmm, man. Yeah. Cause like my wife doesn't understand, right? She's honestly the best freaking wife and, and, and mother to our kids. Yeah. Like everything is about the kids and their mm -hmm. well being and, mm -hmm. and like everything is structured yeah. in a way to make sure Same. that they are, they are at their full potential. Mm -hmm. The kids are and, yeah. and, 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 uh, and us. And, um, and I just, and I just, I, I need to do a better job of basically going to her and say, Hey, here's my idea. Here's my idea. So I don't do that as much. Mm -hmm. I take those ideas back to my office mm -hmm. and we have this leadership meeting that we talk about yeah. that every organization that I have has like a head person that mm -hmm. runs it. Like I don't run any organizations. I don't even run the tech piece. I don't run, I don't run any organizations in our, in our, you don't run a point on any I don't, yeah, I'm not a point on any of them. So like, I'm basically just like, I come in, I'm like, okay, what's the, how's the tech going? Hey, how's Exarbon going? How's NR going? How's Jaffrey going? Mm -hmm. Right. How's Fairtrust going? Somebody runs and that's our leadership team. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our ideas comes into that meeting nice. and I oh. just bring those ideas into those meeting. The leaders have to, um, the leaders have to bless it and we have to get majority vote. Mm -hmm. And if we get majority vote, we implement uh. before I just, I just went with it. I said, guys, we're doing this. We're yeah. doing this. And now that we're grown, we almost have like a board mm -hmm. inside of our organization. Mm -hmm. We go to there, come up with, but we, but I bring every idea to the board. Yeah, yeah. And then the board has to either approve it or disapprove it mm -hmm. potentially. And obviously, I have the right anytime I don't need you to know, make a decision. Yeah. Like I can make it myself, but as a courtesy, yeah. And then the right thing to do in an organization, we always go through our board yeah. to make sure it gets approved. Well, it's empowering to them too. Sense. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, and yeah. it definitely empowers them. And that's what I've seen, man. I told the guys today we have a Monday morning meeting every meeting, and that 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 Bobby runs. And I told them at the meeting because we're reading a book right now. And this last, last every month, we have a book that we read as an organization. And I picked the book. This last month, I said, pick your own book. I don't care what book you read. It could be whatever, right? Like it could be some people read a parenting book. Like I read a parenting book because I don't, I usually wouldn't read just a parenting book. Yeah, yeah, but right now I need to read a parenting <laughs> book. So I read, I read the powerful, the powerful child. Cause our, cause our kiddo, our, our four-year-old son is a powerful child. So I'm yeah. like, man, like. I, I want to make sure we handle this like yeah. now because mm -hmm. I don't want the problem to just mm -hmm. keep getting worse, mm -hmm. right? So like, so I read a book, yes. found some ideas, implemented it. Helped. The dude's better. Interesting. Yeah. The dude's better. He's it's, acting dude, better. When you read He's books and implement, things. it always helps. Always helps. Like almost every single time I've done it, I'm like, dude, this did exactly what they said it was going to Yeah, happen. it's crazy. It's, it's pretty impressive. But anyway, so what's going was that that they they read they read books and then we implement and then and then a lot of times I say, guys, do you want to pick a book this time? Like even the lowest person, lowest hanging fruit or lowest person in our organization mm -hmm. 
has a leadership quality that we try to get out of them. Because mm. my job is to make leaders. My job awesome. is my only job is to make other leaders that lead, and then they have leaders underneath them. Yes. yes. And then we all just become leaders. Think that way. So nobody comes into our organization and then comes to me and says, "Cyrus, have you ever? Have you ever? Uh, do you know how to do this?" I'm like, "Well, do you know how to do this?" Like, no. I'm like, "Well, go find out mm. and let's figure this." All right. Like, I I don't need to tell you. And like that stuff used to happen all the time, dude. And now it's just like. They find a solution, come in into the board meeting, gets mm -hmm. it all done, yeah. and then it empowers them to make decisions. And mm -hmm. everybody's happier because everybody thinks they run the organization. Yeah, they're and taking that's how a, ma a massive amount of buy-in. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Did you ever run into any uh, you know, rough times when you're trying to implement that kind of culture? Did you sure. Oh, for sure, man. It's always now, because there's the, the, so none of this stuff happens if you don't have the right people in place mm -hmm. and then right people in the seats, right? Mm -hmm. So I think this 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 happens way before. We had a couple of people in our organization that was just cancer, man. And we knew they were cancer for a long time. And I'm not very good at like saying yeah, it's time for you to go. Yeah, yeah. Cause that you know me, man. Like yeah. I'm one of those guys that's like, I always see the good in people. Yeah, you do. Right. I always mm -hmm. see the good in people because there is good in people. Mm -hmm. Um, but but uh fool me once kind of mentality, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Fool me twice, I'm in whatever yeah. that saying is. Um that that's where like so as soon as we let these couple of people go. And our organization just bloomed, man. In the last yeah, year, wow. man, mm -hmm. it's been so much fun to come in and everybody is like, man, let's go. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do we got to do today? How many people was it that were dragging it down? Uh, a couple? There was two. Out of, out of a corporation? Or a How many people in the corporation? In corp dude, we had 92 people. And two people are dragging it down. Two people. We were and, talking about this the other day. But they were on crazy. top, right? <clears throat> so they were one of the, they were, one of them was a leader. And like a leader- For better or worse. Like leader that. just like, if you if you're just down. like- a negative Nancy, like mm -hmm. in the bottom, mm -hmm. it's, I feel like not a lot of people are gonna listen to you. Yeah. But if you're a negative Nancy on top, totally. it just drills down, right? Yeah. So if I come, if I like, I mean, we had kids, right? I mean, obviously, and you have you have kids. Like yep. my first two, three months sucks, dude. Like sucks. I could come into work every day, be like, man, that was a shitty night. It's gonna <laughs> suck today. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. Just, right? go down. Yeah. I had two hours of sleep. You're coming in, guys. Let's go. What are we doing today? Right? Yeah. Because it's the energy. It's mm -hmm. contagious. Mm -hmm. Totally. And contagious, contagious yeah. is good on the good side and bad on the bad side. So it was just contagious. It was just going down. So we let them go, man. And 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 it. So so to answer your question, you got to find um, if there are any cancers. First of all, mm -hmm. you got to You man, there. I've just learned the hard way from now on. Like if yes. if my if my two or three leaders are telling me that this is a problem, it's most likely a problem. Right. Because I'm not there daily. <clears throat> right. I don't see the day to day right. interaction. So mm -hmm. like I've put people in place to be able to just yeah. find those cancers and then right. right away get rid of them versus mm -hmm. spreading that thing all over. And then now we got to deal with something a lot bigger than it should have been. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Totally. So yes, man, it was tough. It was really tough to to have that core group. Yeah. But I think once you have that core group, and remember. I have a brother, a brother, and a sister. And Maggie's pretty much a sister. Like, cause she's been with me for eight years and she's just so loyal. And then I have JR, who's like a brother to me, yeah, man. Yeah, like, JR's so like we have the right core group. And I have a guy in there that's 42 years in the business, like an old mentality. He brings yeah. in old uh, stuff Sage. to the table. A lot of yeah, knowledge, yeah. Client, wisdom. knowledge, wisdom, yeah, yeah. you know, good, bad, Experience. right? But like, I think we have got a really good mix of people, yeah. young, old, middle. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we're all just, it's just one, it's just one way, dude. Nice. That's amazing. It's That's just awesome, one way. Dude. It's like not, nobody's dragging us mm -hmm. down, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You're making me want to work with him. I know, totally. I'll quit yeah. real estate, go work with Cyrus, man. <laughs> what, uh, awesome. as you guys go forward, what do you see, how do you, in three, four years now, you're working on the tech piece, you're right. growing insurance, yeah. you're, you're pulled out of the day-to-day. -day. Um, you know, what are you looking forward to now? Like, what is, what is yeah. some things you're like, dude, this, I, the sky's the limit. What does this look like? Yeah, for me, man, it's, again, goes back to impact, man. So when I left, I'm like, man, I got to make impact a million people. That kind of became my life goal, mm -hmm. is at one point make that impact. I mean, so every day starts with like, hey, man, like, uh, first of all, did I impact the people that matter to me? Mm -hmm. As soon as you wake up, it's your kids, right? Like that's who I see the first, right? It's mm -hmm. like, what, how did you impact them in the morning? How did you impact your wife? How did mm -hmm. you impact the people that you were hanging out with at work, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. In here, how did you mm -hmm. impact the people you ran into, man? I feel like there are so many people that you run into every day. Mm -hmm. You don't know what they're dealing with. Right. Sure. It's just an extra question. How are things going? Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And we're really bad at that. Everyone's on the phone doing their own thing. So for me, it's like, I need. I want to impact in our industry specifically because we're very behind. So mm -hmm. this tech thing, it's going to really help us mm -hmm. kind of take the next level. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then after that, man, 
Um, I just want to empower our people, man, our mm -hmm. leaders in our organization to think big, mm -hmm. right? And then um, as far as like numbers or anything like that goes, like I don't really honestly have like any numbers to say. Like I've, I went to my organization two years ago and I said, guys, um, 2032, and this was 2022, January of 2022. So 2022, yeah, end, of, end of 2021 probably. I said, guys, 2032, we're going to get a billion dollar valuation with all of our organizations together. And this was like a year and a half ago, right? And everyone's like, yeah, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, and because I feel like as an organization, man, like we have our like daily goals, weekly goals, hourly goals, yeah. right? But I think overall, like this thing that this umbrella almost that like everybody is chasing. And to me, I think Matthew McConaughey said it the best way. It's like, dude, like you're always chasing. Like Your you should never be self. satisfied. Yeah. So like to have a goal that's just extremely high, mm -hmm. right? And now looking back at it a year and a half into it, dude, I go to my organization and they're all like, guys, we're getting really close. I think we're going to hit that billion dollar valuation versus a year and a half ago. They're like, you're crazy. No way, yeah. You're just saying some number because now like with the tech piece and the some of these things now, we're yeah. doing, right. it's like now everyone's like, guys, I think, I think that's kind of low. Yeah. Like, and I don't even care if we don't hit them billion. Like, right, I, but I don't even care. But it's just a mentality that yeah. everybody just thinks big now because mm -hmm. everybody comes in saying, guys, like, we're going to do something incredible that's going to be this billion dollar valuation. But in while we're getting there, think about how many people we're going to impact to mm -hmm. get to this place. You have to. And yeah, if you don't, you have to have it's okay. We'll end up at 100 million, 50 million, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. But I feel like we'll impact a lot more people thinking that way versus just saying, let's just live day to day. Sorry, you having fun? Dude, I'm having a blast. <laughs> I truly am, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I've i never had this much fun, man. And I'm a go, 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 yeah, go, yeah. go kind of guy, right? And mm -hmm. I told you, when I get home, though, like, phone's away. Like, I'm, I'm dad mode. And, mm -hmm. like, my mom, my wife always is like, guys, did you run this, like, multi, 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 multi million dollar corporation? And then you come home and you, like, there's Cyrus. Just like who are like, yeah. just like well probably because you go so hard during the day and all that you're able to mm -hmm. let go. Mm -hmm. I notice that for myself. If I'm going full clip all day, I'm good to chill with my family. That's but if it. I have stuff in my mind that I haven't taken care of all day, it's I can't fully focus mm -hmm. at home. I get it. You know? It's tough, man. It it's mm -hmm. tough. So so no man, I'm having a lot of fun. I think I think we're finally getting to a point to where like things are clicking. Oh nice. Right on the tech side, Love which that. was just challenging. Take a while. Really mm -hmm. challenging. Things are clicking. We're talking to the right people. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're kind of on a trajectory now to get to where we want to go, and um, and I and I hope and I hope we're I hope we just keep having fun. Mm -hmm. And you guys see, I don't know. I mean, you follow our social media I a little too. bit. Yeah, you follow. follow. So like, we just try to make work fun, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, I want people to come in. Right, like we do, we did, we did the gritty dance. Saw like that, yeah. all of us did the gritty, like things like that. To I like you did the best, but. to <laughs> to enlighten, to to just make it more fun. Yeah. Dude. Like mm -hmm. there's no reason to. I, I tell my guys all the time. Every gal, the girls that work with me, says the day that you come to come to my office and you're like, man, I just don't enjoy what I'm doing. Is the day I will find you a better job. Yeah, because there's no any job that you go to. Like if you just wake up and you're like, I don't want to go to this job. Like. Go find something that you're passionate about yeah. and I'll gladly help you. Yeah. But those are the kind of people because I come to work, man, I truly love what I do. It's I awesome. go, I'm so it's a vacation to me. It really is, man. Because like you said, when I get home, man, I'm Wolf of Wall Street. Three kids, six and under, man. There's diapers, there's this, yeah. that, right, right. And then I go and talk about billion dollar valuation eight hours later and then changing diapers right after, right? So like it's just a completely change in your mind, right? When you do that. You have to. So like so like, but I, but I work really hard at it when I'm even changing the diapers and all this mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I leave, like I miss them when I, I, I I'm ready to go to work when I leave, mm -hmm. but I'm excited at 430 to go home too. Cause I'm yeah. really, I really miss them. So I miss work and I miss them. So it just makes it really fun to do this circle every day. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. So you got your book coming out. Yeah. How long until that comes up? Yeah. So we just got the, um, we just got the first draft that okay. I'm reading. Sweet. Uh, making some edits and everything, send it back to them. And then we're going to go into publishing. Are you self-publishing or are you putting it out there? Um, I think I'm going to pu put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to put it out there. Um, I haven't really thought much about it, but I think I'm going to put it out there, have somebody publish it, publish it for me. But I would really like to, I think it would be cool for the, it, 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 I want, I want it to go at a time to where like maybe we raised some really good funding for the tech platform mm -hmm. and I want the book to come out kind of like around the same time uh, yeah, to sure. like a yeah, stamp mm -hmm. kind of on the book potentially. Right. So that last chapter could be like 
just got a hundred million dollar valuation for a tech yeah. platform or something, yeah, yeah. or ERS potentially getting us that valuation, something like that, uh -huh. um, is kind of what I'm what I'm kind of but I'm doing the edits as we speak, making some changes. That's and all cool. That. Yeah. Well, let's know when you get closer to that. We should have you back on to promote that. That'd book. be cool. Yeah, that'd be. I would really love fun. that. Man. That'd be yeah. awesome. Well, I really I appreciate that. your time, man. Yeah, man. It's amazing, man. Oh. Everything you got going on, stopping in here with us. Has been, yeah. Couple you know, last uh, part of What's Take the best uh, yeah. best book? You mean you're a avid reader? Any any recommendations for books? <laughs> yeah. Well, right now it's the Powerful Child. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's Powerful Child. Right Powerful now, child. Dude, I have here's, one too. Here's what I tell you. So I'm 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 getting ready to run a marathon. Okay. Uh, Lincoln Marathon. Uh, -huh. uh It's I think believe. Yeah, you don't uh, have May, much going on, so you can May fifth. <laughs> <laughs> May 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 fifth, I believe. But dude, you know what the funnest funniest part about that is. Um, I feel like that's the one time where I could be like, just like no, no worries in the world. Totally. When I'm running, like, it's just like, man, there, there's just, I don't know. It's very hard to explain like the runner's high is yep. obviously you if guys you're know. getting it now. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I don't think about anything other than like the music. Mm -hmm. And then once I'm at the mile three, I put on David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. Dude, read that book. <laughs> dude, it's great If book. you, yes, so about now. the book. Yeah. Yeah. You're oh. reading that? Oh, I'm reading this new I'm, one. I'm reading this new one right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Can't Hurt Me literally is the reason I'm doing the marathon. Like mm. I was running a half marathon and he pretty much called me a P-U-S-S-Y. <laughs> and I was like, God dang it, yeah. I have to do the You're marathon. Because I signed up for a half yeah. and I'm running and this guy's telling me he ran a hundred miles in broken feet. And I'm like, and I'm over here complaining about a freaking- Half mile, uh, half you know, marathon? Yeah. A half marathon. So, so anyway, so if you're looking at a book, man, if you haven't read Can't Hurt Me about yeah. motivation and just life, books. and yeah, it's, a good it's by far, I, I literally read it every time I go for a run at about mile three, because I it needed a little bit to get me going. Mm -hmm. And then to like, anytime I'm ready to give up, I don't give up the first three miles. But like right after, I'm like, ah, should I give up? If you're reading that book, you can't give you up. Are you are not giving up. up. It's an entire you. monologue of motivation. A hundred percent. You so can't give up. Can't Hurt Me, Man yeah. is a book that I would recommend cool. for, for anybody to read. And if you're a younger parent, man, honestly, if you have a kid that's, that's a powerful child that basically is maybe not listening, doing some things that is just emotional and all that stuff, man, like I, I'm, I'm reading this book, The Powerful Child, that is, mm. is what it's called. And it's incredible, man. I've implemented mm. some things like literally that day that I implemented it's and awesome. like the kid listens. It's awesome. And he'd never listened to me before, yeah, you yeah. know? So Sweet. it's pretty cool. Yeah. I appreciate sharing that, man. Sorry, it's been an absolute blast. Uh, yeah. yeah. Diving into the psyche of Cyrus Joffrey and like, the world of Cyrus Joffrey. <laughs> it's a good combo, man. I can yeah, go on for great. a while. I know we could go for probably a couple hours. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I was thinking that as you were talking. Yeah. About for it'd sure. be easy too. Well, thanks so much. We'll put all of Cyrus's info below here, guys. Mm -hmm. You guys can check out his social medias and all this stuff. And when his book comes out, we'll have him back on. And yeah, talk about it. And if you guys ever need an insurance, we'll hit up Zarbin Insurance, any of his yep. platforms. Uh, they do a great job. Absolutely. Uh, I recommend it to everybody. Would love yeah. to help. Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate right, it. Thanks for coming man. on. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for watching the podcast. Really appreciate it. As always, if you got any real estate related things that you need, this show is fully sponsored by our personal real estate business. Um, hit below where it says schedule a call with us, get on our personal calendars, call, text, email us, whatever's best for you. Happy to help in any way we can on the real estate side of things. Thanks guys. Peace.